welcome to this week's New Zealand Initiative podcast with Simon White. Today I'm joined by Senior Economist Matt Burgess. Hi Simon. Hi Matt. So on Sunday the Climate Change Commission delivered an emissions budget in a draft plan for how New Zealand should reduce emissions. Can you fill us in on what the Commission said? So this is the first big outing for the Commission, uh, which was set up about a year ago in legislation. Um, so they've certainly been busy. It was a big report that they've delivered on Sunday. Um, so the report covers uh, New Zealand's emissions pathway over the next 15 years through the 2035. The whole idea is to set a pathway that's consistent with our two big emissions targets uh, for 2030 under the Paris Climate Agreement, uh, and then another target in 2050, which is net zero emissions. Um, the net zero means um, New Zealand's emissions, less the amount of emissions it takes out of the atmosphere through trees or whatever, uh, is zero by 2050. So that's a big ambitious target that was set um, last year in legislation. So apart from the budgets, uh, the Commission's report, most of the Commission's report was on its plan for how New Zealand should be moving towards that net zero target over the next 15 years. And so the Commission sets out a big ambitious set of things it wants to do in terms of encouraging EVs, um, reducing waste, uh, increasing walking and cycling, reshaping our cities, um, getting more renewable electricity, uh, you name it, it's in there. Um, uh, It's a big heavy document and a lot of work's gone into it. So it was certainly uh, an interesting read. And the Minister for Climate Change, James Shaw, he previously indicated that this plan would be shocking. So were there any surprises when you read this report? So I think there were three big things for me. The first was um, that there's no offshore mitigation. So uh, under the Paris Agreement, um, under legislation, we have the option to cooperate with other countries to reduce emissions and get credit towards our net zero target when we do so. So, for example, um, Switzerland and Peru recently signed an agreement to in which Switzerland would fund uh, projects in Peru and um, the emissions reductions that were achieved through that would be credited to Switzerland under that agreement. So we have an option to do something equivalent to that, um, but the Commission has said we don't need to. We can um, we can reach our emissions um, pathway over the next 15 years completely domestically. So that was the first surprise. I think previously the Commission said we might need um, offshore help to get to our uh, Paris target in 2030. Um, the second surprise, I think, was how affordable all of this looks. There's a lot of big government in this plan uh, doing a lot of things in a lot of sectors uh, in a very detailed way. The Commission says we can do all of this for less than 1% of GDP in 2050, you know, which looks surprisingly affordable um, when you look at how massively expensive big government uh, has been in our past. You know, think of Muldoon and think big and so on. So we haven't yet seen the modelling behind that number, um, so it's unclear what the, the secret source is. So we're looking forward to seeing that. Um, I don't believe that number, but we'll, we'll reserve judgment and see what's under the hood. Um, the third thing that was surprising, and I think for me that was the most significant surprise, and it's fundamentally great news, which is that New Zealand's on track uh, to get most of the way to net zero by 2050 without doing anything additional. With our ETS emissions trading scheme, which tax on carbon effectively um, at its current settings, with current policy settings, we get just over 80% of the way to net zero without doing anything else. Um, Currently, long-lived gases, we emit 36 million tonnes a year of that. That's going to be down to 6 million tonnes by 2050. So the the question for New Zealand is, you know, where are we going to find that last 6 million tonnes? And, you know, I have to say it looks pretty achievable. Uh, I think we have quite a number of credible pathways most of them pretty straightforward. Uh, one of them 
far from straightforward, but all of them possible ways to get to net zero. And so really we have choices and it's going to make it hard for the commission to justify the huge sacrifices it's asking us to make in its draft report. Those were the surprises that you found in the commission's report. Did you see any risks while you were reading through it? In its report, the Commission clearly signals uh, a shift in emphasis away from net emissions to gross emissions. The Commission expressly says this. Now, what's the difference? Um, Net emissions refers to the sum of emissions we reduce from driving less or having less cows. Uh, It also refers to emissions that are absorbed, uh, for example, by trees or changes in land use, the emissions we take out of the atmosphere. The emissions, um, the Climate Change Commission signals that it wants to um, reduce emissions, not using offsets, um, but by driving less and having less cars. And that means uh, foregoing the use of offsets. Now, the problem is that offsets, um, at the moment at least, are a lot more affordable than the alternatives. They're attractive as a way to take a lot of emissions out of the atmosphere. From a climate change perspective, offsets using trees is exactly the same as reducing emissions by driving less. So uh, up until now, um, the text of our legislation, the text of the Paris Climate Agreement, um, the whole theory of climate change has recognised that a tonne offset, a tonne of emissions offset is exactly the same as a tonne of emissions reduced at source. Now that net zero emissions is within New Zealand's reach, now that we have these choices of pathways on how we get to net zero, and now that we have you know, the real possibility that we can get there quite easily, um, the Commission now seems to be wanting to shift the goalposts to this much more difficult target of gross emissions. In the end, it's always been net emissions, and um, I think the Commission and the government has to absolutely be held account to account against that net emissions target and not be allowed to shift the goalposts. So you're going to be drafting uh, a submission on behalf of the initiative on this draft report. What do you think is likely to be in that submission? Yeah, well, I think you know the first point will be, look, the, the Commission and the government has to maintain its focus on net emissions and be prepared to recognise offsets um, under the science, under the legislation, under the Paris Agreement as exactly equal to reductions. If we lose that argument, the consequences, you know, getting to net zero becomes vastly more difficult. Um, The second point is that the Commission needs to be clear. If it's going to persist with um, its preferred approach of, um, you know, reshaping cities, telling us what we drive, telling us we can't get new gas connections, etc., etc., if it's going to persist with that approach over more affordable, less risky uh, alternatives, like using the emissions trading scheme, like cooperating with other countries, like planting more trees, etc., Um, If it's going to persist in its high-risk, high-cost approach, it should be absolutely clear that its hand has not been forced. That's simply its preference. So when you read the draft report, you see phrases like, we must um, forego new gas connections. We must uh, change the kinds of cars we drive. Actually, we don't. Um, We have choices. We have these different pathways. Um, We can keep driving the same types of vehicles we drive right now and achieve that net zero target. Um, If the Commission wants to recommend um, a high-cost pathway, it should be absolutely clear it's because that's what it wants, not because its hand's been forced. Um, And third, whatever the option, um, whatever options the Commission ultimately recommends, it should set out all the alternatives and for each of the alternatives be absolutely clear about the consequences, in particular how many dollars under each option comes out of the pockets of the average New Zealand household. And then it should be prepared to defend why New Zealand households should pay potentially thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars more to achieve the, um, to go via the commission's pathway rather than the 
much more affordable, less risky alternatives. In the end, um, they all went to the same point, net zero emissions. The, com- the question for the Commission has to be, why do we take the very high-cost, high-risk pathway over the alternatives? And finally, where to from here? So public submissions are now open. They close on the 14th uh, of March. We've got about six weeks to give our feedback to the Commission. Between now and then, hopefully the Commission's going to release its economic modelling, which it hasn't done yet. Um, We really need to see that um, in time to make informed submissions um, before they close. After that, the Commission will take about another 10 weeks uh, to finalise its draft report. Um, That advice will go to the government, then it's over to the government to decide what it wants to do with that advice. Thanks, Matt. I'm sure we'll be following their progress.